2: on this episode of the heat check yes sir it's a Sunday night and it is preview time previewing every team in the NBA by division starting with oh yeah the Rolls Royce the Golden Goose the Jordan number one type of division, that's the Pacific Division, the big boys, Kings, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers and Suns. So many damn stars in this division and it's likely all five teams are going to make the playoffs this year. So also, we have a great interview with CBS Sports Radio and NBA insider Bill Ryder. Oh man folks, the NBA season is just right around the corner. We already got preseason games. So, come on, William, do me a favor and drop that generic ass beat, that should be Rihanna. We're
1: breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick, the best podcast covering all the drama around the association.
2: NBA camp is underway, folks. So, it's about that time. Time to preview the NBA divisions for the new season. There's a lot that's happened. So far in the offseason. Obviously, the Damian Lillard thing was overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh it was pretty much what we all thought about all offseason that in Harden. And so a lot of the players who have moved teams. I bet you forgot Bradley Beal was even on the Suns, right? Happened so long ago. I bet you didn't even remember that Eric Gordon is on the Suns. So let's preview the division. And get into it because I'm sure there are some things that you need to remember. We will not miss any of the news. You know that we're not going to miss any of the tea. So I wanted to make sure, though, while it's still the quiet season, that maybe we get everybody up to speed. For every damn team, we start out with the Pacific Division. They have five teams, all of which you can make a very serious argument, could win the title this year. If the right things happen, right? If the right, right, right things happen for the team. But we got to start with uh, the team that I affectionately call our dubs. Long time, everyone knows, long time, lifelong Warriors fan. That's me. So we got to start there. Got to give the, the kings of the hill their props. Yeah, I know they didn't even get to the Western Conference Finals last year, but that is not, there was a lot happening around the team, you know what I'm saying? The whole Draymond punch fucked up the vibe. Anyway, Golden State Warriors, their win total, is sitting there at 48.5 wins, which means that Vegas thinks they're going to win be somewhere between 48 and 50. Will they? Let's get into it. The new additions, Chris Paul, Pr- Brandon Pojasemsky. Pojasemsky. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Dario Saric. Rudy Gay. Usman Garuba. That's a sneaky one. Remember, he was a first round pick. Rodney Magruder, who has beef currently, probably still with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Remember, Clay called him, I think he called him a bitch or something, like a couple of years ago, made NBA TV. Everybody's like, ooh, Clay's a savage. Ooh, Clay, 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 Clay. And then uh, Draymond got on national TV and said something else mean about him, but he's on the team. Corey Joseph from the Detroit Pistons, also on the team. Sneaky pickup out is Jordan Poole. Out is Dante DiVincenzo, Andre Iguodala, and James. James, I got taken second overall, and no one knows (laughs) why. The Warriors started out last season. It was just a mess. Who has the tape? Who leaked it? Why did Jordan Poole get hit in the face? What did he say to Draymond? Apparently, the new leaks coming out that he uh, said that Draymond Green was Steph Curry's overpriced backpack. Which I heard it was actually even worse than that. Uh, the puncher ends up getting a $100 million extension for all the trouble. He doesn't get suspended for all the trouble that he caused. And Jordan Poole, the guy who got assaulted, ends up in, in Washington, D.C. on one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NBA. Seems fair. Seems fair, right? Uh... That's Siberia, folks. Rough break for Jordan Poole, but at least he's got Kuzma uh, to show him off in Chocolate City, a little nightclub action, show him where all the fashion is, see what's popping off on U Street. And I tell you, the block is hot. I know it from personal experience. The block is hot on U Street 24-7. The big addition, of course, is Chris Paul, the point god, CP3. The same guy that I said might be a big issue for the Suns is now on the Warriors. Why? Why did I say he might be a big issue? Uh, Let me recap what I said after the trade went down. Chris Paul averaged 12, 5, and 7 in the playoffs, which was was off his 2022-2023 season average of 14, 4, and 9. So that's obviously in itself the least productive number in his entire 17-year career. Even in Chris Paul's rookie year, he averaged 16, 5, and 8. And that was his worst statistical season until last year. And remember this. uh, Chris Paul's final game as a Phoenix Sun, he was a minus 39. And I think he's 39 years old. So, sweet justice. He missed 23 regular season games last year. Yep. 39 years old. Yep, we did a little math school. Uh, What exactly Golden State expects from this slow, undersized point guard who could probably give you 22 minutes, 58, 60 games? And then, of course, we know about the playoffs, what he's going to do there, which is not a lot. Apparently, Steph thinks the world of Chris Paul. Because they've been playing pickup according to Steph all summer to help them prep for the season. I know this though. The one thing I will say that's a positive is I saw Chris Paul get like just throw an absolute dime backdoor to Klay Thompson. He did not even expect because he's probably never seen it in his pro career from a teammate. Uh the Warriors team obviously had has some issues. It's not just chemistry. Staying healthy is gonna be the biggest one. And it's not Chris Paul only. Uh, and his, uh, what was that, Chris Paul's secret juice, secret stuff. But Clay Thompson as well, he needs the secret stuff of him, himself because he is on the back end of his career with an ACL and an Achilles tear uh, that happened not too long ago. Steph, of course, always has to be healthy. When he's not healthy, the team is a lottery team, and especially Draymond Green, who's, by the way, checks notes, already hurt. <clears throat> already hurt, yep. Our dubs, little ankle injury for our dubs. Um, In addition, the team needs to learn how to win on the road uh, again because they were an absolute disaster away from the Chase Center. I do think the biggest issue is probably depth. They brought in a 17-year vet. Let me say that again. They brought in a a 17-year vet, not 17-year-old, a 17-year vet in Rudy Gay and a journeyman. Rodney Magruder, Dario Saric, and 12-year pro Corey Joseph. They were like, remember when we said we were going to do the whole t- two-timeline thing? We are. But the the timeline we're going uh is back, back in the time. We're only taking guys that have been in the league 15 years and longer. 12 if you're really good. There's still Kaminga and Moody, the babies of the crew, although Kaminga... All offseason was rumored to want to trade. Was not happy with his usage in the playoffs. Not exactly a super deep bench. But, listen, our dubs, always contenders, as long as they have Steph Curry, Kavon Looney, and a very healthy, uh, very productive Draymond Green. They have Klay Thompson, who's now playing power forward, full-time, and who many people say is washed, but did lead the NBA somehow with 301 made three-pointers last year. They also have the Sung hero, which I just referenced. I'm talking about Kavon Looney. Tough, durable, on-court on IQ is out of this world. He's one of the most effective rebounders in the league. Steve Kerr had many glowing things to say about Kavon in the playoffs, but this one stuck out. He said, I think Loon is one of the best centers in the league. I really do. People don't recognize it because he's not dunking, shooting threes and all that stuff, but the guy is a flat out winner. He's a machine. We wouldn't be here without him. That's facts. They wouldn't have gotten out of the first round without Kavon Looney last year. I know it. I saw it and he was effective. Golden State is going to be at least a regular season force this year because in the Steph era, they usually are. I'm not sure that this team is any better than last year when they won 44 games. I see them about the same this year. I could see them very easily being a playing team or I could see them being a 5 or 6 seed. This is going to be one of those things that comes down to the wire. As an aside, maybe the biggest loss of the offseason was Bob Myers, their longtime GM, the architect of the dynasty. When this team needs help, it's always been able to find a rabbit out of the hat because of Bob Myers. What is My man, Mike Dunleavy Jr., going to do to fill his shoes. Big shout-out to Mike Dunleavy Jr. You have made it in life. You are a Portland legend. One thing is for sure. Of course, the Warriors are going to be very fun to watch. I am not sure our dubs are – I can't actually say it. It's Dynasty, baby. We're back. Can't mush us. Let's move on to the L.A. Clippers. Their win total sitting there at 46.5 by Vegas. This is who they've added, K.J. Martin. They have re-signed Russell Westbrook. They got Josh, I don't wear underwear primo, Xavier Moon, and Jordan Miller out of Miami. They lost Eric Gordon. But let's be real, this team just hasn't made that many moves. They've been looking and trying and waiting to scoop up James Harden for a discount, and that has not happened yet. But let's be real, no team has more questions coming into this season, and no team has done less to address their issues than the L.A. Clippers. That is why the Clippers are my <laughs> team of this division. I, I, I want to believe, I want to, but they are in desperate need of a real point guard and are currently holding up the Philadelphia 76ers, kind of at gunpoint for James Harden. You will take this one first-round pick, and you will like it. They're offering Marcus Morris, Rob Covington. Oh my God, Rocco. A first round pick and a swap. Daryl Morey is like, Bitch, please. I do not want Rocco. Are you fucking serious? No, I want Terrence Mann, baby. The versatile 6'7, long wingspan, can play point guard, can play small ball five. And the Clippers are like, No, we don't have a lot of young assets, so we kind of don't really want to give them up. So that's where we're at on the trade, even though Woj uh, says they are disinclined to up their offer because there is no other offer. We know that. Everyone knows that. Any NBA fan knows there are no other offers for James Harden. They did bring in a couple of young players of interest. K.J. Martin. Played the right way when he played for the Houston Rockets. He's Kenyon Martin's son. Uh, Kenyon Martin lives in L.A. This is going to be an amazing fit, I think, for him. A new start for his career. He gets out from under what was clearly a very dysfunctional organization until Ime Udoka came in. He probably is going to carve himself out a nice little role. They signed Josh Primo on a two-way contract because, let's be honest, they're not giving him anything more than that after what he's been accused of doing. But the player, Josh Primo, outside of all the semantics involved, is a fine, pl- fl- fine young player. Clippers loved him. I remember talking to Jerry West about Josh Primo right after the draft. Two summers ago, he loved him. They wanted to pick him up before San Antonio snaked them. So they are thinking, we got Josh Primo at a discount, baby. Oh, boy. We have a guard of the future. So what are these Clippers? other than the 44 and 38 fifth seed from last year, a very talented, pretty much often injured team facing a bunch of new crackdown rules from the NBA on, you guessed it, what we're calling the Kawhi rule, low management. Kawhi is saying he's healthy. PG is saying he's completely healthy. But with those two, Those guys are like the basketball version of the L.A. Chargers. And I can't tell which one is Keenan Allen and which one is Mike Williams. Who is going to be the Mike Williams of this year's L.A. Clippers? I don't know. It's like whack-a-mole. One year it's PG. One year it's Kawhi. Then back and forth and back and forth again. Kawhi has never played more than 57 games. Never played more than 57 games in his time in Los Angeles. Paul George has averaged 47 games Per season in L.A. as well. Harden, not exactly the uh, guy that you want leading your franchise when you have multiple marquee stars down with an injury. So I don't know how he really helps them. The upside, in theory, great. Do you really want to give up Terrence Mann for him? Does it really move the needle for you? Does it? Because it doesn't for me. The Clippers have been skating by on their potential for a very long time. And I, um, I, just, I just can't believe anymore. I've been, I've been hoodwinked. I have been bamboozled for too many years. I've been on the Clippers hype train now for, since they got Kawhi, since 2019, and I am done. If I have to be super optimistic, like I said, I'm going to try to put a brave face on. Josh Primo could be very good. Uh, maybe Bones Highland. I saw him throw a behind-the-back pass to Kawhi Leonard in a preseason game tonight. So there's that. Xavier Moon. I watched him be absolutely unguardable in summer league. I called him trash. I'm sorry. I I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with your game, Xavier Moon. I wasn't familiar with the fact that you are a mid-range machine. Uh, and so if he's that at the next level, this could get very interesting. Maybe they'll be very fun. Maybe it'll be Josh Primo and Xavier Moon, the backcourt of the LA Clippers future. Just in time, those household names, just in time to debut a very new stadium that's very expensive. But mostly, I'll be waiting. I'll be sitting there waiting for the inevitable injuries which will derail a team that I was sure was going to the finals the past three years. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me, fool me twice, can't get fooled again.